and welcome to the Brillando Juntas podcast, a space for empowering healthy minds. I am your host and your healing sis, Ev. I'm an Austin-based mental health therapist, and I'm here to guide you and empower you in your own healing journey. Join me every week for soul healing talks as I will share wellness tips to live in your most confident, self-loving, and self-accepting era. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. I am so grateful that you are here. I really truly just want to take a moment to express my gratitude and to really say thank you for being here. Thank you for the support that you have shown to the podcast. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast. I truly just want to express my gratitude for you being here and sharing space. I am truly looking forward to this episode because we are going to be talking about healing from breakup and there is a lot of things that I have to say about this. But first, I want to say happy February. I cannot believe that it is already a new month. I feel like January just flew by and just went by so fast. But alas, we are here on a new month and so I am sending you a lot of healing energy, a lot of good vibes for this month, a lot of good intentions for the month. I feel really, really good about going into this month. And so today is going to be the first episode of our four-part mini-series around healing from heartbreak. I'm so excited because because this is my first mini series that I'm going to be doing and honestly I'm doing a mini series because there was just no way that I could fit in one episode everything that I want to share with you all about healing from heartbreak and my experience with healing from heartbreak because this is deep and dear to my heart and so I thought what a perfect opportunity to be able to talk about this in the month of February because usually this month reminds us of Valentine's Day and celebrating love and when we go to the stores we start seeing all of the Valentine's Day gifts and flowers and teddy bears and so if you're currently going through a breakup or you're wanting to heal from heartbreak break, this episode is for you. And by the way, breakup does not just have to be romantically. This can be a breakup with a friendship or a breakup with family member. But in the context of my experience that I'm going to be sharing with you all today, I am going to be sharing from the experience of a breakup from a romantic partnership. So the first thing that I want to talk about for this mini-series is grief. Nobody ever talks about grieving a living person. And honestly, we don't talk about grief very much in general in our society. We don't talk about what grief looks like or how to process grief or healing from grief. And so I do want to say that when we think about grief, we usually think about a person who has passed away that is no longer living 
but we can actually experience grief even with someone who is still alive. So the first phase of going through a breakup is actually experiencing the pain of our loss. And the more that you have poured into a relationship, the more painful the loss is going to feel. This is all a reflection of your own emotional experience. So if you are experiencing a deep hurt, a deep sadness, that is an indicator of how hard you loved. And the reality is that those that love hard also hurt the most. But I do want to say this, knowing that we can experience that depth of an emotion, right? Like that depth of a love allows us to experience the world in a different ways, in ways where we can connect and have empathy and experience joy differently than others can. If you were to tell me that you aren't experiencing any sadness or any hurt or any pain from losing a relationship, that may be an indicator that maybe there needs to be more insight around your emotional experience because it is totally common for us to experience sadness and grief when we lose somebody. It's a congruent experience. And so at first, we might start noticing a lot of judgments about ourselves. We might be feeling a certain way for loving this hard and getting hurt this badly. But I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to put this out there. On any given day, I would rather love hard and experience a love like that than go throughout this world not being able to love or connect with others. I mean, if you think about it, we came into this world to experience all of the emotions that this world brings to us. And yes, some of these emotions are going to be more pleasant than other emotions. But at the end of the day, all emotions are very sacred and they're very important for us to experience. We can't have one without the other. We would not understand happiness without sadness and vice versa. So you might not like what I have to say next, but allowing ourselves to experience grief is the first step in our healing journey. So let's start with the basics. What is grief and what are we grieving? Grief is a natural emotional response to the loss of someone close. So I want to talk about what we might be grieving in this stage because it actually might be different than what you're thinking that you're grieving. So one of the things that we might be grieving is the loss of the relationship rather than the loss of the person who we were in a relationship with. So I'm going to try to explain this a little bit better. Relationships, they bring us security, they bring us connection, they bring us comfort, and they allow us to continue to learn and reflect. I mean, relationships, they have so many benefits. They have a purpose and they have a function. So when we lose a relationship, that felt safety that we have created for ourselves is now lost. So we might actually not even be grieving the person we were in a relationship with although you might be, but more than not, we're probably grieving the actual relationship. 
that security that we found in being in relationship. We also might be grieving the part of ourselves who was in a relationship with someone, our identity as a partner. When we're in a relationship, a lot of the times our worlds merge with the other person and everything that we do revolves around our partner. Now, we have to rediscover what our life will look like after a breakup, like separately, right? As a singular individual, as, a, as opposed to a partnership. So this was something that was actually very difficult for me. I shared in one of the episodes that this is actually what led to therapy in the first place, was that I was having difficulty re-identifying myself and what that identity outside of a partnership look like because honestly our identity as a singular individual looks so different than our identity as a partner and so this area in our life can be something that we might be grieving grieving that identity that we once had as a partner. Something else that we might be grieving is our future. In an ideal partnership, we see ourselves with this person in the future and potentially even start making plans to build a life together. When the relationship ends, that felt security about the future also ends. And this may leave us with uncertainty, which can feel very scary at times. And if we have built a life with this person already, untangling ourselves can even make it that much more difficult. So it might not even be that we're grieving what we have created with this partner, or grieving our partner in general. We might be grieving our potential future with this person and grieving that certainty that we had about the future. Lastly, another area that we might be grieving is the potential of our partner or the idea that we had about our partner in our head. Many times we fall in love with the idea of what someone could be for us and when that expectation does not get met, it's very, very painful to know that this person is not what we hoped could be for us. So we may actually not be grieving our partner, but the idea that we had created about our partner. This is something else that I had difficulty in my previous partnership breakups is grieving this potential or grieving this idea that I had created about my ex-partners in my head and what they could be for me. And honestly, it feels very painful when that expectation actually doesn't get met. I want to keep it very real with you all. It is difficult. It is painful. And again, it's grief. Grief is hard. And so in this episode, I want to talk about three tips that we can use to help us heal from heartbreak. So the first tip to healing from heartbreak is 
observe yourself when you are in denial and bring yourself back into the present moment. So there are actually a couple of faces of grief and I'm going to be talking about three of those faces in this episode. And one of the faces of grief is actually denial. And when we are in denial, really all that means is that we're rejecting reality. We may find ourselves maybe obsessively thinking about the past or even spiraling about the future. And listen, I can relate, okay? I am a habitual spiraler, if that's even a word, about the future. So maybe you're wondering to yourself, how do I know that I am in denial? And that's a really good question. Some red flags that can indicate to you that you are in denial is if you find yourself asking why. Like, why is this happening? Why did this have to happen to me? Why me? Maybe you are also thinking about all the should've, would've, could'ves like this shouldn't have happened, maybe if I would have or I could have. And the reason why this is happening is because our brain is trying to process and rationalize why this breakup happened. And the brain wants an answer. And we're usually going to give it one, but we're not going to like it. It's not going to be a good answer because it usually involves blaming ourselves or blaming others. So denial is something that we have to be very cautious about. We have to observe it when it creeps up, but we have to be very careful not to get caught up in denial because it can keep us stuck. It can keep us stuck from moving forward with our lives because we're going to find ourselves waiting around for the what ifs. I have came across so many individuals in my life that have been stuck in their lives after their first breakup or after their first heartbreak because they are stuck in denial. When you're making room for all of these thoughts, whether it's thoughts about the past or thoughts about the future, you don't make any room reality and you miss out on any new opportunities to experience love again. So I'm not saying that we have to prevent all these thoughts from coming up in the first place. That's not realistic. Personally, I went through a relationship breakup just this past fall and my mind would start wandering on all the what ifs. But then I started to realize that that was unproductive. That wasn't going to change what happened. That wasn't going to change my current reality. And so here is the best advice that I ever received when I was going through this. Don't wait around for the what ifs. Instead of ruminating on all the things that could have been different, I want you to think about it in this way. If you find yourself reflecting on maybe a past interaction that you had with your partner, I want you to ask yourself, what would a healthy relationship look like? How would an emotionally healthy individual respond? If you're, if you're reflecting on a past interaction and maybe your, your previous partner did not respond in an emotionally healthy way, or maybe you didn't respond in an emotionally healthy way, I want you to think, how can this look 
differently. When we start shifting our mindset in that way, we start to actually make room for learning from our experience and there lies our growth. Think about it. There's a lot of people that will jump right into another relationship without the opportunity to reflect and learn from their previous experiences so that they can make better decisions moving forward. Okay, so that is tip number one. I want you to observe yourself when you're in denial and bring yourself back into the present moment. Okay, tip number two for healing from heartbreak is use your anger in an effective way. Another stage of grief includes anger. And an indicator that maybe you are in this stage is if you start to feel this constant state of bitterness or feeling irritable or maybe even feeling resentful. And we might start actually even taking this out on individuals around us that have nothing to do with what we went through or what we're going through. And this might be because we are potentially getting triggered in some form or way, maybe seeing other relationships or even on social media being reminded of our previous partner in some form of way can make us feel these emotions and experience these emotions. It makes sense to feel anger when things don't turn out as expected. We might also be processing the what happened in the relationship. If there was any harmful behavior that was happening in the relationship, maybe you're just now processing all of this and anger might be coming up to the surface. So what people don't talk about is that anger can actually be used in an effective way. Anger can be used to identify what we did not appreciate from our previous relationships and what we won't tolerate in future relationships. And that is so important because, again, we want to learn from these experiences so that we can do it better next time or at the very least so that we can heal and move towards being a more healthier individual. So I want to talk about how anger can be used more effectively. We can actually use anger to motivate us to work towards our goals. We can use some of that pent up energy because really all of these emotions are some form of energy. And so use that pent up energy for something productive that you wanna accomplish in your life. And this is the perfect opportunity because now that you're not spending all of your resources on somebody else, you will have an abundance of resources that you can redirect to your goals. So find opportunities to release anger in a healthier way. Think about some goals that you've been wanting to work on, that you've been wanting to achieve. Maybe you've been wanting to lose weight. Maybe you've been wanting to start working out. Maybe you've been wanting to take a course. Maybe you've been wanting to go back to school or switch jobs or express your creativity in some way or form. Redirect all of that energy that you're experiencing internally and direct it outwardly. and You'll be surprised at what you might create. I have to be completely honest. 
This is actually one of my favorite stages from processing grief because in my previous relationship breakup, I have thrived after the breakups because I have redirected that abundance of my energy towards my goals. I actually decided to move to another state and start a whole master's program after one of the most difficult relationship breakups that I had gone through. And now looking back, this was the best decision that I've ever made for myself because I'm truly living in the most authentic, most aligned version of myself that wouldn't have happened if I had not redirected my energy. Like I mentioned earlier, you want to make sure that you don't end up getting stuck in these stages of grief and that you end up using some of this process of grief in a more healthier way. So that is tip number two, use your anger in an effective way. Okay, so tip number three, don't compromise your values for the sake of saving the relationship. So another stage of grief includes bargaining. When we are in the bargaining stage of our relationship loss, this can be the most dangerous, so we have to be really, really cautious. So how do you know if you are in the bargaining stage? And by the way, these stages are not linear and it's not like we go through one stage and we get to go on to the next one. We're experiencing these all at different times and at different points in our life. And so during this stage, we might find ourselves coming up with solutions to save the relationship. So bargaining is going to sound a lot like compromising. It may look like maybe you're finding yourself over apologizing to make amends or prioritizing your partner's needs over your needs. I mean, at worst case scenario, you might even find yourself compromising your values for the sake of maintaining the relationship. So in this phase, this phase is very difficult because you might even start questioning your character or blaming yourself for the ending of the relationship and this can sound a lot like maybe i'm being too much maybe i'm being too clingy maybe i'm a lot to handle maybe i didn't try hard enough if you're finding yourself having the urge to reach back out to your previous partner sis i'm here to tell you that your needs are valid and no relationship is worth compromising your needs. I'm going to say that again because honestly, that is the most important thing that I ever heard in my life. Your needs are valid and no relationship is worth compromising your needs. I promise you that it is nothing is worth compromising your needs. So trust me, I get it. Going back to a previous relationship feels like the safer option and that's because it's a familiar feeling right our previous relationship is familiar and potentially maybe we spent a lot of time maybe even a lot of years together and the opposite of that change 
is scary and it's unfamiliar and uncomfortable and it's way harder. Leaving a relationship is hard. But the reality is that there was a reason why the relationship ended and there's a reason why it's not working. When I look back at a previous relationship breakup that I had, I realized that I was actually holding on to something that should have ended a long time ago. I was constantly dragging out the ending of the relationship because it's all I ever knew. And I now have learned that no relationship is worth compromising your needs. And even though it was painful, and of course, I went through my periods of sadness, by the way, totally normal when you're going through grief to experience that. But the most important thing I could do in that moment is choosing myself. So when you're feeling like compromising all of your morals or your values, please take a moment and acknowledge your worth. Don't sell yourself short. I promise that it's not worth it. I would not know my worth Now, I would not know my value that I have as an individual if I had not walked away from my previous relationships. So that is tip number three. Don't compromise your values for the sake of saving the relationship. So I'm going to end the episode right here because in the next episode, of our mini series. I'm going to be talking about healing from sadness and I'm also going to be talking about depression and how we can experience depression while we are processing grief. So I can't wait to see you all next Thursday. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Send me a message letting me know that you have enjoyed the podcast, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. I would greatly appreciate it. To catch all of the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Evie Speaks. Thanks again, and I will talk to you next time.